Welcome to Unapologetically Me with me, your host, Melissa Peta, the owner of Pilates Plus Health and Wellness Center in Greenwood Village. Hey, you guys, so I've got a new computer. Mine actually completely tanked on me, and we're going to be working with new speaker systems here. Eventually, you know, if you guys want to like put some money into the pot, maybe eventually I can afford an actual podcasting system. But for right now, this will do, and you guys are just going to hear a totally different, well, it sounds kind of, it just sounds different to me, so probably does to you. So I have definitely got to work on a system and a schedule for all my media, my podcasting, my blogs, my lives, because it's all over the place. And I know that in every business, they're like, make sure you're not all over, make sure you're scheduled and you're on the same time track. Well, it's just doesn't really work for my schedule, but I'm going to start blocking things out. I will make it happen. This is, it's going to happen. Like if you guys are organized, contact me and you guys can maybe text me and be like, do this, do it now. This is your time. So what I want to know from others is, are you keeping up with your new year's goals? And If not, how can we help you? So Pilates Plus has taken a whole new stance. We're health and wellness-based, fitness, and everything like that. So when you come into our studio, it's all-encompassing health and wellness. It is, we've got massage and dry needling and PT, chiropractor. We got, you know, normal Pilates, and we're going to be adding in yoga. There's just a whole great thing. So, and we can develop an awesome plan. So, you know, but wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just get on it. Just make it a priority, even when you don't want to, because it is hard. I know some days it is hard to stick to your goals. So that is my little, the more, you know, the more, you know, moment, but I wanted to talk to you. So yeah, I've been gone for a while. Um, I haven't been getting on here like I should. I need to make this a top priority. I will. The, um, The dating world is just as crazy as always. However, I don't think anything will ever top induced lactation. So I met a guy from Tinder who was very persistent with me, even after I told him I was not interested in the dick pics that he was sending. And I thought that was disrespectful, but he was super persistent. He finally... I finally agreed to dinner with him, and he seemed like a nice guy. Uh, There definitely was something very shy and very just, there was something a little bit, I couldn't pick up on what it was, but it was very much like a blocked energy where you could tell he just definitely was not in a zone for a relationship, which is totally fine. But I'm also not into something right now where I just want to have sex and that's it. I really do want a relationship. I want that connection with somebody and I want somebody that's fun and wants to laugh and have a good time. And I'm, I'm a spontaneous girl. So, um, he was very hard to have a conversation with and I still decided on a second date with him, but like, it was very weird. The whole, this whole situation was weird. So this is one of these guys that you, so I went out with him and, um, we, that first date and I, I, I was like, well, he seems like a nice guy. I went through his Facebook page. I totally Facebook stalked him. It's just what you do as a healthy female. 
And he's a good Christian boy. He's very clean cut, very much into family. So I couldn't put my finger on it, but I definitely was intrigued enough to agree to a second date. So I think we went out on like a Tuesday and then on, and then like on Thursday, he's like, I really want to see you again. And I told him, yeah. So I, I said, you know, I'm pretty open this weekend. When do you want to see each other? And he's like, how about Sunday? We'll watch football together, which is my dream. I mean, it's not every girl's dream, but that's my dream. And he was like, I'll order a sushi. And I was like, great. Sounds fabulous. So we got to Saturday and I was going crazy cleaning in the house. I had just gotten back from the gym, super sweaty. I sometimes I don't shower on the weekends, you know, it's just how I, how I roll. And we, um, so all of a sudden I'm sitting there cooking cause I do meal prepping and I knew I was going to be seeing him on Sunday. So I wanted to meal prep beforehand. So I wasn't thinking about it all day, Sunday, worrying about it and all that kind of stuff. So I was meal prepping, cleaning, doing all this stuff, just dirty. And I get a text from him. It was probably around two-ish. And he was like, come over. Just very almost demanding. And I was like, okay, well, if I come over today, can I still have sushi and a date tomorrow? And he was like, yes, come over. And great. Like I was actually, but I was like, well, he's like, come over right now. And it was like, well, I'm really dirty. I don't smell good. Uh, I need to shower. I need to get pretty. This is our second time together. I don't want to look like crap, you know? I mean, he's being very demanding and almost, it was just, it was super weird. So I told him, I was like, okay, I'm going to go jump in the shower and then I'll let you know when I can come over, we can chill out, hang out, whatever. And you know, yes, it was, it would have been a second date, but I don't know. By that point I was like, well, he's a good Christian boy, whatever dinner. And I guess the Lord was watching after me because I got in the shower. I did all my hygiene stuff. I, well, I got out and I was like, yeah, I smell good. I put on deodorant. And again, that's something that probably usually doesn't happen on the weekends, but I made an effort. Like I made the effort by putting on deodorant on the weekend. So I text him back. I was like, okay, I'm all showered. What time do you want me to come over? And he texted me back. Like, I'd have to go through it and I could, but it was something that was like, oh, I'm just, I've, I had a really hard day. I don't really feel good. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. So we'll talk tomorrow. I mean, seriously, I mean, I have all this stuff saved in text messages. Like it was just such a random, like so excited to see me, so excited to spend both days with me. And then all of a sudden it flipped from, I'm just really tired. I, I'm just going to go to bed early. I just, I don't feel good, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, thanks for making me shower. No, I, that was a waste of time. That was a waste of water, but whatever. So, I mean, I was fine. I just went on and did my thing. I watched, I'm sure I was binging on some Netflix show. Um, so yeah, so the next day I wake up and I get a text from him. I'm getting ready to go to church and I get a text from him that says, can't wait to see you. Uh, something like that. Good morning. I don't even know. So 
I was, I told him, I was like, get, just get ready for church. We'll talk soon. And he then proceeded to tell me that he had, and this is like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. He had, I, I could tell, well, I don't know because some of these guys, they are very good at hiding their drinking at the beginning. Like they don't drink with me. And then like Morgan, shouldn't even mention names, was a very big drinker, but a, he was a hidden drinker. So I don't know. I can't even, but he sent me a message being like, I never do this. He's like, it's been a long time. Can't believe I did this. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I popped open a beer in the shower and I just text back. I was like, Sunday, fun day. I mean, it literally is the weekend. Like do what you want to do on vacation. People do that stuff all the time. So if you're not pop popping open beers right when you wake up in the morning, it, it's not a big deal to me, but it, this is where it got a little interesting. So he asked me what time I'm going to come over. And I said, you know, I'm going to church at 11, whatever time you need, uh, whatever time it doesn't, I'm not on a time schedule. So, and the thing is the day before I had texted my best friend, she was like, do you want to come over and watch football tomorrow? We're doing, she gave me the locations and I was like, yeah, you know, well, I said, and I told her, I was like, well, I'm supposed to go on a date with somebody tomorrow and then watch football with him, but we'll see if he stands me up or not. Like I get a feeling and okay. For anybody that knows me, I have a very good intuition. I'm, I am very in tune, which I know people can call odd whatever. So this is the text I get back when he said, hi, you're too funny. And I wrote back, I think so too. So what time you want me? And he said, so here's the deal. I think you are a beautiful, special girl. Okay. Right. When you hear that stuff, your mind automatically goes into, oh, here we go. All right. So I'd already been like stood up like a couple times. I already gotten like our first date, he was, he needed to make it an hour later because he had stuff going on. And it's just been like, it was one of those things where it was just constant changes. So battling a couple of things, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, I honestly think God brought us together. Okay, well, that's cool. I just thought we were going on our second date. But hey, if you think God brought us together... That's cool. I mean, maybe he did. Like, let's explore this. Um, and then he said, please don't take this personally. You're wonderful because he canceled again. So it was all fine. I mean, I wasn't upset. I was just like, ugh, there's there. He's right. He did have a lot going on. Uh, but I just think that, first of all, I was like, okay. You think God brought us together? It has been two dates. Like at the most at this point, it's two dates. Well, actually, we've had one at that point. God, maybe, maybe he wanted me to give you the message that I, because I did. I was very intense. Like I share what is in my heart and in my soul. So maybe that was like, the, that would have been the third date. Okay. Yeah. So I, I share things like, and I share like visions that I have. And at this point in my life, if you get scared by something that I tell you, like of a vision or everybody knows right away that I have dreams, I have, um, it's weird. You can ask my dad, he doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but I do have sports ESPN and I've been writing a lot of premonitions. I've had things come to me like it's, it is, it's weird. I get it. And I get that a lot of 
it's scary and I shouldn't have said anything, but I don't really care. Like either you accept that part of me or you don't. So the fact is, I feel my thoughts were that he just completely read too much into this too quickly, which is fine. I mean, I get that there's, I get that sometimes everybody can scare everybody, but the right person, they can accept you for your quirks and crap and your baggage and everything like that. So anyway, so I get a, so I hadn't heard from him for like, it was probably about a good two or three weeks before I'd heard from him again after that second date. So, so we did actually, we did actually get a second date. That's right. I forgot that we got that in there and it was, it was odd, but so we got the, after he canceled on me, I gave him a, another chance. And then, um, then I didn't hear from him for like two or three weeks. And then he was like, it was a random text. I was like, Hey, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. How are you? And he's like, and then I, I said, I'm gone. I was in Arizona, I believe. And I said, Oh no, I was in Cancun at that point. Yeah. Not a shabby life. I was in Cancun. So he, I said, I'm back on Saturday. And he said, good, you should come over. And I said, I'll text you when I'm back to see if you're up for it, because I'm not going to make plans around somebody that I know is flaky and is just not, is, I don't know, I guess I can say not quite all there. So I get back and I didn't hear from him. Let's see. So on Saturday, I told him, let's see what we can, you know, we can maybe get together on Saturday or I was like, let's check in then. So he texts me on Sunday morning. Oh, I'm sorry. It was like seven. It was three 30 on Sunday. And he said, wish we were fucking. And I'm sorry. I hope that everybody's learned that this is explicit at times. Um, and it just threw me off a bit. I mean, I just don't think that's an appropriate way to talk to a woman in general. Maybe a little courting. And I feel like I was talking to my nail person today and she was like, I think men just watch way too much porn and they just think that's what they do. And so I wrote back to him. I said, definitely don't want to be seen for just that. I want more from any guy I'm with, but you'll find that girl. And he wrote back lots of laughs, whatever with a, with a thumbs up, thumbs up sign. Take care. That was a week ago on, or that was on Sunday, the 16th. Then just this last Sunday. And I didn't respond to that. I was like, all right, well, obviously he doesn't. And that's fine. I mean, I feel like there's more appropriate ways that you can respond to somebody that are a little bit more mature, you know, like maybe, yeah, I'm just not in a place that I'm looking for that right now. Have a great, uh, you know, I wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. To just be like, LOL, whatever. And then on Sunday, I get, I didn't respond. And then on Sunday, I get a text from him that said, dreamed we were fucking last night. Okay. Didn't respond because you know what? I had I set my boundaries. I was very clear with how I wanted to be treated. And that I thought I made clear was not how I wanted to be treated. So uh, that's, I got that text at 8.09 a.m. And by Sunday at 5.24 I got back on my flight 
And it said, best of luck to you, ma'am. You are one odd person, LOL. Good luck and bye for good, LOL. I mean, how old are we? Why? When somebody ignores me in a text or doesn't respond to me, I realize that we're just in different spots and that's okay. I, like I said, I didn't even respond to this one. I just, I mean, I thought about it. Believe me, I wanted to. It was like, took everything in me. So I was just like, really? I thought we were done. I thought we were done like a, a week ago and now we're still going like what's happening. And I have a friend who is a recovering alcoholic because this, this was just so all over the place. Like one second, he's telling me God put us together. He believes in God and all this kind of stuff. And then he's treating me like this, which was absolutely so disrespectful. All of it was actually really disrespectful. So she was like, I think he's drinking and on drugs and you just don't know it. And he's flipping a switch. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, honestly, I really just, it's funny. I'm like, I just don't care. I wish I did. Uh, but what I have learned is that, and what is awesome about life is that I have finally learned and accepted. Can we get a round of applause here? If I had, if I had those kind of buttons, I would totally do that. I have finally learned and accepted that I cannot change anybody. Woo! As much as I have tried, like, I can't tell you the list of men. We could go down them in every single one. I have wanted, I've been determined that I could change them. And it's not that they, it was just their bad habits that I need to change. It wasn't um, that I thought they, it was their destructiveness or their, their, instabilities and their crap that they expected me. They did expect me to change it. They did want me to change it. And a lot of them, a lot of, I've, I have letters from men that were like, you are such a good woman. Please be patient with me. I am just going through a lot. I'm in a really dark spot has been used or dark place. Either one of those two places his. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Please stick with me. You're my savior. I am not Jesus Christ. Okay, sometimes I think that he might be my sibling because I'm pretty perfect. And I feel like Jesus would be like, hey, sis, we'll get up into heaven. High five. And, you know, I'm just kidding, Jesus. I never would. I really don't think I'm like you. But anyway, so. I'm just saying I, this was a major like, ah, like I have come such a long way that I didn't respond to those texts being like, why would you talk to me like that? Like, I don't care. That's his, that's his issue to figure out. I am. That is a great place to be too. I'm very secure, but I'm secure enough where it didn't bother me. And somebody asked me, why haven't you blocked him? And I said, for me, this is a huge challenge to me. This was the first guy that I've probably been with where I, he said something disrespectful for me. I put my borders down, my boundaries down, and I stuck with them. And when he chose to crash through those boundaries and didn't respect them, I didn't respond. I didn't, I didn't come back and say, I already told you, I don't want to be just viewed for sex. I want a relationship. So once you're ready, no. Once he crossed those boundaries, again, 
I said no. And that is pretty damn powerful. So I was talking to my nail tech today and this guy clearly just wanted to have sex with me. That's it. Like he had no interest in a relationship and that's totally fine. We were just in two different spots and that's, that can happen, you know? Um, and I, I don't, I'm not the type that believes you need to save yourself for marriage or save yourself towards a certain time. But I do think that if all a guy wants is just sex, that's it. And he doesn't want to take you on dates. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to spend the time courting you or anything like that. He's treating you like a prostitute. And so if you're, here's my thing too. If I'm going to be treated like a prostitute, I better be getting paid for it or like gifts or something, man. Um, it's, I think that's the way a lot of men have gotten though. And it's because a lot of women are just like, again, we're, we're in that whole, like, I'll change him. He'll love me eventually. If I stand by him, if I put up with this long enough, no, like it's not that you make him respect you. And I don't think by any means that there, I don't believe there's rules on how long you need to wait. Cause I know a lot of my friends that have their married and very healthy marriages with very with good children and everything like that. And they had sex on their first date. So I don't think there's a law for that. I mean, I've waited and still been dumped like right afterwards. So I don't think there's really this huge rule. I think there is a respect level that men, some men, we cannot label them all. Some men are just lacking. Um, I think that you should, like, I don't know who's raising these boys because it's clearly a boy that treats a woman like that. If you treat a woman like a prostitute, I, I, I don't know. But if a, a man is raised right and he's Christ-like, he is gonna adore you. Like, I just feel like that, or he's gonna let you go peacefully. Like he's gonna say to you, I'm just not ready for that, or you're just not the right person. And us mature Christ-like women will say thank you. I, I, I honestly would. I wouldn't be upset. What is upsetting to me is seeing how many of these men just think that because if they put on their Facebook page that they are so Christ-like and they spat it off over and over, that that makes them that. No, your actions make you, your actions prove your faith. And I'm not saying all of us are imperfect. And that is the great thing about God. But I just don't know. I just think it's, I don't even think it's just Christ-like. I think it's just being a respectable man and not treating a woman like a prostitute. She, a prostitute is at your beck and call. She is one of those that you say, come over. And then when you're done, you pay her your 300, 400. I don't, know what, I don't know what the going rate for prostitution is. If I've got any friends that are in prostitution, let me know. Um, pay her, her money, give her a gift, and she's gone. I mean, listen, even Richard Gere, like pay Julia Roberts and look at them. They made it. They made it in life. They got married. I mean... I'm sure they have 2.5 children now and white picket fence, but that is, okay, we're going to get away from pretty woman, but if you want a prostitute, hire a prostitute and woman, women, if you want to act like a prostitute, you're ruining it for the rest of us. So just, 
I wish that we could stop engaging in this and not allow these guys like, yes, have your fun, but then leave it. If you want something more, leave it. Don't keep going back to it. If a guy shouldn't get his beck and call, even a girl shouldn't. I think that, no, I think that, yeah, I think that it should be like vampires. When you're done, you're done. So I guess my message would be, first of all, be honest with what you want. So I think that's what keeps um, us healthy. And when you're dishonest about what you want, like I could be like, all I want is to have sex and just have one night stands and whatever. But honestly, that is not what I want. Like I am looking for a real relationship. And I do expect more from the men I date. And I'm proud of that because there was a time in my life where if I felt love, that's all I needed. And I, they didn't even need to love me, but they could fake it. And if I felt like I loved that person and I felt like there was a chemistry and I felt like God brought us together, I felt like it was my need to stay with them, to continue in their dysfunction. And now I'm to the point where, no, you have to stop. Like at some point you have to say enough's enough. Like what is healthy for me? Yes. That person, maybe they do need saving. Maybe they do need help, but that help is not going to come from you. And it's not going to come from love. If you watch the Vampire Diaries, this is very evident. Like Elena thinks she's going to save the world and she's going to save all these vampires. But they keep they keep biting people and they keep killing people. No matter how much she tries to save them, somebody ends up dying. Now, this has nothing to do with real life except that I really, really like the Vampire Diaries. Really good show. So, and I'm going to get back to watching it in a second. I think the main point is, <laughs> of that, you just can't save everybody. There we go. See, told you from the beginning, you can go off track. Hold tight. You can talk a big game to other people. Hold tight. When you know what you want, don't allow somebody else to come in and try to waver it, even though you think, oh, they could possibly be the one. They seem like a good person. Well, a good person is going to fight for you. They're going to want to be with you. They're going to make an effort to be with you. So allow them to do that. Like, know your value, know your boundaries, express them right away. And don't let people, don't let people walk through those boundaries. Like, and once you're set in them and you are solid, even even when they try to stump on you and tell you that you're odd, like me, I was told that I was odd. It's just going to kind of wash over you. You're, and that's honestly when you know you've made the best progress is when it can just wash over you. You're like, oh, he just called me odd. Yeah, no, I am. He's right. But what difference does it make? Anyway, all right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed your weekly podcast, which will be coming weekly. If you have ideas, I'm actually thinking about, I'm going to involve some other people. I'm going to start bringing some guests on. So if you've got some good dating stories 
and how they've led to your health and wellness, I would love to hear them. Email me at melissacpeta at gmail.com and we will talk soon. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.